what you see? I, I see God making men into boys. <laughs> I see uh, the, re- the restoring of like a childlikeness, the freedom from care, anxiety, and fear underneath the Father. Mm-hmm. I see the word everlasting Father, mm-hmm. and it just shows me that I'm always going to be able to count on God to treat me like a child, like like his child. And so I just feel like even now what God's doing to you and me and us here, he's just taking off the grown-up responsibilities, the grown-up, the, the weight of the grown-up responsibilities and anxieties and fears and all this. And he's making us like little children. Yeah. His presence infuses us with trust, and that's the essence of childlikeness. Yeah. And it's a, his presence removes that self-consciousness that's so heavy. And as, as Andrew Murray said, the true beauty of childlikeness is the absence of self-consciousness. Mm-hmm. So I'm just seeing God do that to me, and I can feel like that's what he's doing right now. And oh, how we need that. Oh, yeah. Our life is so heavy right now. There's so many things, money, problems, people. Oh, but God, he comes in and makes us like children, yeah. free from care trusting their father yeah yeah that's cool <laughs> that's cool did you get anything else that was the main thing other than uh, outside of that I felt like uh, I really felt currents of wine mm. like uh, an inebriation mm. yeah just that uh, what does the scripture say he he says it says uh, he gives men wine to drink to make their hearts glad yeah <laughs> and their faces glisten glisten yeah. oil uh, i know it's specifically talking about actual wine but i think spiritual wine as well makes the heart glad yeah you know the the connection between joy and the spirit is spoken of by paul in galatians 5 uh, and even joy is connected to believing in romans mm-hmm. 15 13 may god fill your heart with joy in believing yeah so there's this this inebriation that i think causes it's a drink of the spirit it's the reception of the spirit causes joy on the inside that's the other thing i was kind of feeling Mm -hmm. it's funny because i got this i got joy (laughs) yeah like what what kept coming to me was joy and peace joy and peace and just happiness (laughs) and um basically that's how children are you know the children are joyful they're always at rest they're always at peace with their parents well if you have a good you know childhood you know but what i was really sensing was peace and joy Mm. and then the other thing that i saw was um i saw still waters and i saw eagles drinking like a gathering of eagles drinking wow i saw that but but the joy part yeah. kept coming to me it was like bouts of joy mm. and a and a, and a, a constance of peace mm. the scripture says here it's a prayer now may the god of hope mm. fill you with all joy and all peace in believing so that you will abound in hope by the power of the holy spirit mm-hmm. praise god yeah <laughs> That's good stuff right there. Mm. Yeah. Let's, let's pray. Yeah. Lord, we receive this prayer in Romans, and we pray it even now. God of hope, fill us with all joy. Joy in every area. Praise you. Joy in every area. Yes. And peace, Lord, as we put our faith and our trust in you. Lord, do this thing we cannot do ourselves. Mm. Man, I'm just reminded also of this verse, 1 Thessalonians 5, uh, 17. It says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks. This is God's will for you in Christ mm. Jesus. Not rejoice six days of the week. Yeah. It's rejoice all the time. Always. Always. Yeah. Pray without ceasing, just continuously aware of God's presence and in everything everything good and bad 
give thanks. This is God's will mm. for for our lives. Mm. Mm. I was I was just I just did a stream Friday Thursday. Mm. I think Friday or Thursday, one of those, and it was that scripture right there. No way. Yeah. Rejoicing always. Yeah. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Yeah, right? God. And it's really his joy. Mm-hmm. It's not really our own joy. It's all it's all based on his joy and and how true joy is. It's it's not based on outward circumstance, but it's based on a on a foundation that strengthens you. Yes. It's constant. Mm-hmm. Joy is, you know, uh, uh, the, f- the feelings of being happy come and go, but there is a joy mm-hmm. that never, uh, never leaves you. And sometimes even joy can be deeper than what one feels, you know, yeah. because, you know, G- Jesus endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. And I'm sure he wasn't up there on the cross, you know, smiling, <laughs> but there was a joy that he maintained yeah. and it kept him through, even through the pain. Yeah. It says here in uh, Hebrews 4, rejoice in the Lord always. Always. Again, I will say it. Rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be made known to all. The Lord Lord is is near. near. So be anxious for nothing, Mm. man. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, praise God, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard you your your heart and your mind wow yeah god will guard the mind and the heart as we literally choose to rejoice mm-hmm. in him and give thanks to him with thanksgiving yeah. it's, it's, it's you know thanksgiving. you know what's crazy about that verse it says in philip what is that philippians 4 yeah, yeah. Four, it says it says um rejoice always and it says the lord is near mm. and you know when i first read that you know, I thought of like the eschatological view, you know, like Jesus is coming back. He's near. But but think about this, like because he's near, there is a joy that's given. You know, like the Lord is near. Rejoice yeah. always. The Lord is near. Yeah. You know, I think the nearness of the presence of the Lord um, <laughs> gives you joy, <laughs> you know? Yeah, so true. I mean, even in, in James 1, which is such a precious verse. Uh, it says here, consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Mm. Let that endurance have its perfect result so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking like nothing. nothing. Mm. Praise God. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Joy, man. <laughs> joy unspeakable and full of glory is in his presence, yeah. right? Yeah. That's the key. I find... Uh, you said it this morning today when you when you pray something it's because you really enjoy it mm. you know I, I find personally and I, I believe you will attest to this as well that when the closer we get to the presence of God the plo- the closer we get into fellowship and communion with the spirit joy it just it just happens mm. it's it's not even something that we even get to muster up it's just it just becomes part of our daily living no mm, yeah i find so many times that when the more uh one draws near to the presence of christ the more there is communion with the, the, the lord there's the sweet exchange between two people uh, joy is just something that just naturally happens <laughs> you know sometimes even what happens with me it is even throughout my day i'll get bouts of joy <laughs> my wife's like looking at me like what is wrong with you you're always smiling yeah his, in his presence is fullness of joy that's so true it says here in uh, psalm 63 7 it says you've been my help mm. in the shadow of your wings that's presence yeah because you have to be near something yeah under a shadow under the shadow of your wings i sing for joy, joy. look at what the joy is connected to my soul clings mm. to you when joy oh. causes you to <laughs> sing the heart clings yeah. the, the soul clings uh, so this clinging of the lord your right hand upholds me there's this beautiful connection between nearness that's under the shadow and joy and joy clings and clinging god upholds you mm. it's like this it's like a secret recipe for being faithful to the end yeah for being sustained lord yeah. i live in your presence you put joy in my heart more than the time when their corn and their wine increased and then there in that joy i cling to you mm. and i you hold me up with your own right hand praise god man yeah <laughs> praise god 
That's good. Joy, joy is so important. Yeah. Especially now, man. There's so many people and there's so many people that go through these issues in their life that depression is not an all-time high. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all sorts of things where people feel um, just negativity all around them all the time. And I think it, I think really what, what it boils down to is the lack of the presence of God in a man's life. I agree. And I think in addition to, or what the presence does, I would say, mm-hmm. is it, it really links us to the world to come. Mm. To the degree that our hearts are planted in the world to come, this world cannot affect us. Yeah. But to the degree our hearts are planted in this world, it increases pain and trial. The more invested we are in this world, the more things that don't go our way affect us. But if our hearts can have, as he, as Ravenhill said, if God can, well, he was quoting Jonathan Edwards, stamp eternity on our, on my, on our eyes, the, the means or the, the paradigm by which we see, I think there's just joy. This is how Jesus, like you said, he endured the, the cross, but with joy, what was out ahead, yeah. he was planted in the next world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, a way to just rip our feet out from the chains mm. of this lower world and put a joy in us that can't be. Mm-hmm. That's if anybody's ever read the Fox's Book of Martyrs, mm. they many times they were hung up. I remember one story, a woman was stripped and hung by her thumbs and they whipped her and she was laughing. There was such currents of ecstatic joy going through her and she, she, you know, she was killed, but there was like this rapturous delight in the fact that she would be with her bridegroom. Yeah. Uh, one Puritan said it like this, death is the gateway to my marriage feast, or yeah. death is marriage day. Yeah. yeah. Man, that reminds me of, uh, I think this is in Fox's Book of Martyrs, if I'm not mistaken, but I love reading the old early church yeah. you know, documents on things, and one of the things that I was reading up on was the, the uh, there was this uh, yeah, Priscilla and uh, Felicitas. Oh, okay. Priscilla and Felicitas and their their martyrdoms and how they they were martyred for the gospel in the Carthaginian persecution mm. in the second century. Mm. And what's crazy is on one on one of those girls that were that was being killed for their you know for her faith, she was laughing uncontrollably. Mm. It was like she was imbued with a joy that was not human. Yeah. As she was being taken to the Lord. This is our gospel. Yeah. Good news that lifts us above this lower world. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember uh, today I told the story of Spilsbury is his name. He said, I will not be afraid to go to prison this time as I was the first time because I had so much of my heavenly father's company that it made my prison a palace. He said, I prayed until every stone in my cell shone like a ruby. Mm. (laughs) This is our gospel. This is the Holy Ghost. Mm, Powerful. You were even saying today um, in service, you were saying, who was the general? Was it it Branham? No, it was uh, David Branham, was it? David Brainerd, yeah. Yeah, He was dying of tuberculosis. Yeah. Yeah. Tell him about it. Yeah, he was, uh, you think about this, he he writes in his journal about coughing up blood, large quantities of blood as he's dying. Yet he writes and pens in his journal things like this. A half hour in God's presence makes up for all life's sorrows. Oh, yeah. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> yeah. He's lifted above even what's happening to him. The way that I even see joy too, Eric, is like, you know, like there is there is happiness and there is a blessed there is a blessed happiness that we, we have in Christ. Mm-hmm. But the world, the worldly happiness mm-hmm. is so dependent upon outward conditions of mm-hmm. this world, right? Yeah. Yes. But what, the way that I see joy is like exactly what you just said, mm-hmm. that Christ endured the cross for what was to come. <laughs> it's the joy that is to come. And I think I think true joy sees things past what it sees in front of it. I agree. I you agree. know? Yeah. It's it's otherworldly. It's uh it's heavenly. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it's very true. The the heart that is fixed on the unchanging Christ yeah. can have unchanging joy. But the heart that looks at the inconsistent world will have inconsistent joy. Man, say that again. Please yeah, say I, that again. I'm not sure if I can. <laughs> Did that just come but, out of you? Yeah. So the, the, the heart that is fixed on an unchanging Christ has unchanging joy. Mm-hmm. But the heart that is fixed on an inconsistent world has an inconsistent joy. Even 
if your joy is rooted in people, people are inconsistent. Oh, if yeah. it's rooted in money, money's inconsistent. If it's uh, rooted in your government, your government's inconsistent. If it's rooted in your friend, your friends are inconsistent. Your spouse is inconsistent. Your kids are inconsistent. But mm. Jesus never changes. Mm. And if we make Him the focal point of what we drink from the well of His salvation, drinking from the joy of His salvation, then joy is from somewhere that can't be touched. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's so powerful. Yeah. <laughs> I want to grow more in it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's just, it's it's really that simple. Mm-hmm. It's it's a fruit of the spirit. Yeah. yeah. Joy is a fruit of the spirit. Yeah. You, you ever seen the amplified version of, um? <laughs> I, always, I can always tell you that, had the amplified, dude, I love the amplified. I can read that thing all day. Um, the AMPC version where it says the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, right? Mm -hmm. I love what the Amplified, it says the fruit of the spirit, the effects of the presence of God within you. There it is. Oh man. (laughs) Is these things. Yeah. The effects of the presence of the presence of God in you. Mm -hmm. Wow. Just conscious awareness of him. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote a poem one time that said, you are here and I'm aware. Let all my joy be found there. Hmm. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, praise God. Joy. Joy. Praise God. Mm. Really that simple. <laughs> yeah. I, I was looking for the scripture. It's in Isaiah 52, verse 7. I think it's the right one. Oh, how lovely on the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news mm. or, or happy news who announces peace and brings good news of happiness, who announces salvation and says, your God reigns. It's the rule of God that is the proclamation of this wonderful happiness, this this wonderful joy. And it's funny that the scripture tells us that the kingdom of heaven is not a matter of talk, but of righteousness, peace, and joy Joy. in the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Praise God. So it's connected to the kingdom of God as God's rule in our lives. Gladstone told us in Bible college, he said, if you lack joy or peace, the lordship of Christ is somewhere compromised in your life. Mm. So I'm constantly searching in my heart for areas that are not submitted or trying to come out of submission to the Lord because those leak joy. Mm. I can't hold the joy of the Lord with these holes Mm -hmm. that leak out joy and those holes are where my heart wants to take his position i once wrote a poem too that said without my heart laid at his feet it always tries to take his seat yeah i find for me like a good rule of thumb for for me personally Mm -hmm. that i need to spend more time with the lord is when i'm frustrated (laughs) when everything irritates me (laughs) My wife's like, you're an ogre. Go away. <laughs> Go spend time with Jesus. <laughs> you're an ogre. <laughs> she says it in Spanish. Ogro. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's how you, you say, say it, it in Spanish. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. So what you're saying right there is, is found right here in Luke chapter uh, 10. It says, when Mary is seated at the feet of Jesus mm. and Martha's upset, Jesus says, Martha, Martha. You are worthy, worthy. You are worried and bothered mm. by so many things. Bothered. It's mm. like you're like you're saying. I can, I see that as well in my own life. If I'm getting agitated, easily agitated, this is the bother that Jesus is saying is connected to. He says many things. I'm too spread thin. The multiplicity. What does the scripture say? And Isaiah, you have wearied yourself with the multiplicity of your own ways. There's too many things, too many minds, as my as my wife would say, too mm. many, too many minds. It's from, it's from the uh, the movie The Last Samurai. Too many minds. Yeah. Uh, just too many minds. You have too many things going on. And Jesus is saying, you're worried. This is the the root of worry and the root of being bothered mm. is right there. You have too much going on. And you have neglected the one mm, thing that matters, mm. which is, like you said, his presence. His presence. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's just so, I mean, 
I mean, the, when I first came to the Lord, I mean, I, I noticed it right away. It's like, man, you know, like I would go, I would go somewhere. I would be annoyed by people, didn't really want to spend time with anyone. And then the moment it's like you're in the presence of the Lord, you love everybody. You know what I'm talking about? It's like so easy to love. It's so easy to move and joy. It's so easy to feel uh, the, the the feelings of the pres of the of the heart of of the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. and it comes from that place of being before the Lord mm -hmm. con continually and consistently. Um, yeah, like e even like even now in my own personal life, I just find it more and more and more to be the case. It's like the more I'm with Him, uh, the the less things bother me. You know, and um, the less agitated I become, the less irritated I become. And it's true because you're worried about so many things, mm. family, this, that yeah. and the other. Mm. And it's like, but when you go away and you spend time alone and you're with Christ, mm -hmm. um, it all just fades away. And he gives you his perspective anyway. Mm. We were talking about yesterday uh, over at Starbucks, we said, You know how the the definition of communion is the exchange of thoughts and intimate feelings with one another mm -hmm. and it's true that when you get away with the lord there's an exchange he gives you his thoughts he gives yeah. you his feelings about something yeah and uh and uh, you just you just you live and move and, and you're a different person yeah. just based on your rubbing against the presence huh. there's a residue that stays on you you know oh i agree this is why i believe jesus connects that wonderful passage if any man would come after me let him mm. deny himself he just connected together dwelling in the presence of the lord and the loss of self oh I've, man i think the inverse is is true the more self-conscious you are the less god conscious you are so jesus teaches if you want to walk with me there's only one way to do it you have to lose your self-consciousness you have mm -hmm. to drop that and then you can stay you know, aware of my presence. I think this is very key. In my own life, I find it to be this way. If I don't, if I don't let go of me, what is that? Oh, what, the Keith Green song? It's so hard to see when my eyes are on me. Yeah. Yeah. It's basic Christianity 101, loss of self-consciousness, yeah. loss of self-centeredness, self-exaltation, self-infatuation. It's letting go of these things brings us into the realities of God's wonderful kingdom, which is Christ himself ruling and reigning and present in our lives, mm -hmm. which has joy. Yeah. And peace and all the wonderful <laughs> things that peace. go with it. Yes. Praise God. Yeah, man. Um, that, is, that is very, that is very true. A lot of times, and I'm sure you've get this, 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 this question all the time, like, man, when, when I spend time with God, I just can't you know, sense the presence of the Lord, or I can't be, you know, I can't really receive anything from God. And it all, for, from what I've observed, it always boils down to the simple understanding that we're too aware of our, of us, you know, in my own life, I can, I can attest to that where it's like, I mean, whenever I've, I've, I've spent moments in God where it's like, man, there's frustration. Mm -hmm. There is, Uh, a striving to try to get God to do something for you. Mm -hmm. And the moment you adjust your yourself <laughs> to get yourself out of the way and just simply just enjoy, mm -hmm. uh, everything comes out of that. Wouldn't you say? I would say that is, I'd say that's the case. In Psalm 123 here, it says, to you, to you, mm. not, to, not to his things, Mm -hmm. not to the things I want mm -hmm. to you. It's his very person preeminent. I lift up my eyes. This is detachment from the world around you and detachment from the things happening, detachment from people around you, detachment from self. I lift up That's detachment from to you, your, your very person who are enthroned in the heavens, mm -hmm. the recognition that he is high above all. And then it says, We look, he says, we look to you to be gracious to us as a, as a, the eyes of a servant look to the hand of their master. Yeah. So you receive provision. This is where you receive, receive your food, your, your blessing, and you receive life from them. And even as the maid looks to her mistress, this is the grace factory. Uh, I remember one old Puritan wrote it like this. He said, um, there, he says, grace is unlimited and all empowering, but it has a fixed dispensing 
place. Mm. And that is the feet of Jesus. Mm. So if you, it is there. Grace is there for everything you need. All grace, all the time for everything. But it has a place where you drink it from. Yeah. And it is that place of being low at the feet of Jesus. To you, oh God, to you, oh God, I lift up my eyes. Detach from that. To you who are enthroned in the heavens. And I look to you to be my satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah. And what is looking to you? Not looking at us, <laughs> right? Yeah, what did you say? It's adoration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you, you, you know, like when you look at something, it's you're you're either gonna look to that or you're gonna look to you. <laughs> yeah, totally. But I think uh, the human mind is used to finding gratification, temporary gratification to temporary gratification in thing to thing to thing. And we, it's almost like social media. I'm, I'm right. not against social media, but we just go from one thing to the next. And it's not how we live our lives. Instead of the constant, steady star in the sky, mm. you know, or the constant sun that shines in the sky that is steady and always giving you everything that you need. Um, and I think that's the, the contrast between a spiritual life that is steady and fixed upon the Lord and then a up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say to someone that's watching that? Uh, they they struggle in, in in developing a consistency with the presence of God. I've 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 had this happen in my own life, mm -hmm. and I've even seen it happen with many people I know, where it's kind of like, uh, you know, like what what ends up happening is like they'll have moments of refreshment, mm -hmm. they'll have glimpses of the Lord, and instead of being in a place consistently with Him, they're just seasons for them. You know, where it's like they have moments and then and and then there's prayerlessness. Hmm. Do you, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then they go in and out a lot. I've noticed I notice a lot of people live like that hmm. and hmm. Uh, they're, they're they're They miss the blessing yeah. of the constant hmm. awareness and the constant presence of the Lord. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I feel like this issue mm -hmm. is a lack of understanding of what the gospel actually oh, is okay um, because the gospel itself is the universal solution for a presence problem mm. so if you don't recognize the presence of the lord it's because somewhere you don't believe what jesus actually accomplished on the cross and this is what the problem with the colossians is that they were started adding things here and there and not realizing that when they added to christ they were taking away from their experience mm. of him And so Paul tries to say, listen, rid yourself of all these additions and lift Christ higher and recognize mm. that in him you are complete. In other words, in his presence, you lack nothing. Mm -hmm. You have everything that you need in his person. And then even in the Corinthians, when he's talking with them about the things that are going on, he speaks to them specifically about that they are the dwelling place of the Most High. Even, even the sexual sin in their midst, he gives a solution to it. And it is, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So I, I think that a deficiency in gospel understanding creates a deficiency of gospel experience. Mm. And so if a person will believe and believe the gospel, they will experience the gospel. Everything in, in God is dependent upon faith. Mm. So when you put your faith in what God has said, you have died for me and given me the Holy Spirit without measure in my body, then the presence is no longer a thing of times and seasons. Yeah, It is the recognition of what is here in me. I can experience you mm. at any time. I, I try to tell people this, that we don't try to ask the presence to come. We don't mm -hmm. try to enter the presence. We recognize the presence Yeah, because it is not because of us That we gain the presence. It's not because you're good enough mm -hmm. to get the presence. You'll never be good enough. You could fast the rest of your life and it, you still are not worthy of the presence. You have the presence for one reason. Mm -hmm. is because of Jesus, which also means in time of failure, you have equal access to the presence of God yeah. as when you think you're doing the best oh, in the world yeah. because it has nothing to do with you. Christ has inaugurated a new and living way If I can just throw a scripture to connect oh, yeah. with this, uh, Hebrews chapter 7, 25, it's, it says this, it says, he is able to save forever those who draw near to God through him, through him. Wow. 
not by their own works or what they can wow, do. Wow, that is so good. Say that again. <laughs> yeah, therefore he is able to save forever those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Praise God. Mm. He's the one that brings us into uh, perfect, perfect mm-hmm. fellowship. He shares with us the same access that yeah. he has with God. That's why he says things like this. To my, He says, my father and your father. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is hard for us because we're so performance driven. Oh, yes. And we're so uh, focused on how, how, how well we do or so focused on how bad we're doing. Right. And all of these things, that whole thing, erase that whole board. Oh, yeah. That has nothing to do with the presence of the Lord. Man, I've, that is powerful what you just said, because it's like you draw near through him. (laughs) It's not even through you. Come on. It's through him. So then your access to God is tied together with your recognition of Jesus. Yes. And it's faith. Yes. It's all faith. Praise Everything, what, what, what it seems to be, Eric, is like rightly believing produces right experience. Wouldn't you say? That sounds like a book title. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is, that is gold. I mean, how many, how many of us have, have experienced, you know, based our whole relationship and fellowship based upon our own works? Mm-hmm. I can tell you even personally that there have been moments even in my own life where it seems like, man, I messed up. I, I committed something stupid and, and I asked God to forgive me. And then when I run to the presence of God, it seems like the presence of the Lord is even more sweeter. <laughs> that's, that's from the scriptures the, the Bible says, uh, it's a Psalm. I can't remember right now where it is, but it says the Lord draws near or is near to those who are brokenhearted but the word that called brokenhearted there is contrite or contrition mm. so those that say oh god forgive me lord i did something dumb <laughs> that that contrition the lord is near mm. to those who are contrite in heart the mm. lord draws near to those who are broken in mm. their in their heart for their sin i remember reading charles Spurgeon said god has no lightning bolts for those who hate their sins oh man <laughs> that's so true yeah. Man, I just really feel like we really need to dwell on on that reality mm. that we draw near through him. Yes, praise God. Everything's through him. Mm-hmm. So that means our rela- our relationship with God, our fellowship with the spirit all have to do mm-hmm. with him. Yes, praise God. He's the door, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The new covenant is explained in Hebrews chapter 7 and it says these words verse 8 halfway down it says i will affect a new covenant mm. i will affect a new covenant and that new covenant is i will put my spirit on the inside of them mm. so the new covenant of experiencing god's wonderful presence that we all love so much and we we feel even now and as we were just lingering aware of him that mm. is the new covenant oh yeah that you're swimming yeah in the new covenant and God is the one who affected this mm. new covenant. So mm. that all man does is yield and say, God, yeah. I, I believe you. Yeah. I give you my life. And mm. you swim in this new covenant. Yeah. And, and he does it for you. And he puts on the inside of you new desires, mm-hmm. new heart. And he begins to work by his spirit on the inside. Yeah. And it's all fellowship. And it's all fellowship based and enjoyment based. Striving is the curse. Enjoyment's the covenant. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Man, um, it reminds me of this pattern that I see with Paul. If you notice, like all of the New Testament passages, all the epistles of Paul yeah. begin with the revelation of Christ's loftiness, <laughs> how powerful he yeah. is, how exuberant he is, how how you know he he makes every person that is reading <laughs> those epistles. It it always begins with grace mm-hmm. and peace be multiplied to you, and it talks about th- the reality of who Jesus truly is. And then after that is expressed, then he tells you practically what you ought to do in living your life. Mm. And it's almost to say that I believe like the Holy Spirit is saying, in order for you to live your life, the way that is kingdom expressed, the best way to live your life is through and in the revelation of Jesus. Yes, I agree. Because see that a lot of people don't understand that where it's like, you know, well, you know, like, Okay, the presence of the Lord, what does that mean? You know, like, why do we have the presence of God? They don't understand that the very in, the very presence of God enables you to live a holy life. Mm-hmm. 
the very presence of God enables you to produce fruit. The very presence of God causes you to walk out the life that he's called you to live. Yeah, he works in you both to, to will, will and to do for his good pleasure. pleasure. That's a good one to memorize. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, it's just it's amazing. You know, like, so, so I just I just yeah, yeah. Don't don't have any words. It's beautiful. It's, <laughs> the new covenant is makes you speechless. Oh, yeah. It's it's almost like even in Acts when Peter's talking about it, he quotes a pro, the prophet. Uh, I believe it's Isaiah, and he says, I'm going to do a new thing in your day that even if I tell you, you won't believe it. Oh, yeah. It's it's so amazing, this new covenant. Mm. You would have restored fellowship with God. Praise God. What Adam lost wasn't necessarily his identity. He lost his fellowship. Oh, yeah. And Jesus came as the last Adam to restore mm. fellowship between God and man. The restoration or the reconciliation is the restoration of God and man, finding their pleasure oh, yeah. in each other. And it's all based upon Christ. May we boast in nothing mm. but Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. The preeminence of Christ, the perfection of his work, and his presence within. That's the new covenant. Mm -hmm. yeah. Man, it reminds me of what what is it in Revelations. It's like the latter part of Revelation. I think it's Revelation 20 or 20-something, 20 where it talks about the... The, the tabernacle with God and man, oh, the dwelling place of God and man. I mean, that's pretty much the whole reason. That's what the kingdom is. Yeah. It's the it's it's the restoration of 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 the of of man and God forever. Yeah, again, it, it's it's Adam walking in the cool of the day with his God again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. we were made for that. Yeah, made for it. That's our calling. Yeah, here's here's another. A way to set people free from this works mentality. Mm -hmm. In Galatians, Paul is dealing with people who are trying to add to faith in Christ, right. to become closer to God or get something more from out of salvation. They're trying to add. And Paul says this. He says to them, this one thing I want to ask you. <laughs> He's about to explode the whole matter yeah. and bring the gospel home, like the nail in the coffin for the gospel. Is This is the one thing I want to know. He says, did you receive the Holy Spirit? <laughs> by what you did or the works of the law or did you hear it and put faith in christ mm. then he says are you so foolish having begun by the spirit you're now going to perfect yourself in the flesh mm. <laughs> this is this right here it just exposes the whole false mentality how did you get the holy spirit did you work for him right you did not yeah you did nothing you, you just for believe you believed that he was for you and you receive the spirit. So it is in prayer. I just have, I'm having a hard time experiencing God's presence. It's the same way you received him. So walk in him. How did you receive him? I believe you, mm. my God, and I put my trust in you. Mm. This man, you receive the Holy Spirit this way by faith in his word, faith in what he's done. Because we cannot perfect by the flesh what God did by the spirit. Right. Praise God. Right. Man. <laughs> I'm thinking of the scripture where it says, uh, for without faith, it is impossible to please him. For they that go to him mm. must believe that he is yes. and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Yeah. I think the doorway to experiencing the presence of God in your life mm -hmm. is through faith. Yes, I agree. And you, you, um, 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 something that we end up doing um, is we pin faith against feelings mm -hmm. right it's almost like a red herring but the, but the thing is the reality is this yes human feelings come and go mm -hmm. human human feelings come and go but when you enter through the door of faith into fellowship with god he begins to share his feelings with you uh -huh. and there is an experience through him and with him through faith only mm -hmm. So it's almost like if I truly believe, then I therefore I will experience and therefore I will receive. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would I would add to that that when you're born again, you are born again. There's new eyes. Yeah. There's new ears. Yeah. There's a new sense. There's a new faculty of your being. Right. And that's the means by which you perceive God. Yeah, the spirit. The spirit man has he has the ability to sense and feel his God. Oh, yeah. The joys that we're talking about are spiritual joys. Yeah. You know, yeah. The world knows fleshly, solical joy. Yeah. Yep. We, we, we know something far beyond that. As Robert Murray McShane was writing an unbeliever, and he says to him to try to persuade him to receive Christ, he says, 
I experienced more joy this morning than you have your whole life mm. by, by the sweetness of God's presence. Oh, man. Yes, by faith, we, we activate the man that is new, the new man on the mm. inside that perceives God and his senses are being trained and he's feeling. The problem is, is that we have separated, like you said, feeling and faith, but it's really like this. The Bible is the fact. Yeah. And when you put your faith into the fact, you pass through it into the feeling. Mm. So these three F words go together. <laughs> <laughs> there, it's the it's the Trinity F words, yeah. <laughs> which is fact, faith, fact. faith yeah. into the feeling right. of it. If you miss one of these, something's wrong. Right. If you have faith in something other than facts, the fact of God, yeah, the fact of the Scripture, then it's based on nothing. If you have fact and no faith. That's it's worthless. If you have fact faith, then you have the culmination of it, right. or you enter into the experience of it by the feeling right. of my sins are gone. The weight is off my back. Praise God, Hallelujah, forever. Yeah, you know, or like I've received the Holy Spirit. I am alive now from the dead, and I perceive with thanksgiving that comes from the inside out. This is. A, a feeling like I was telling the guys today. Yeah. Uh, uh, is it okay if I share? Yeah, it share. Yeah. Like, whatever. You know, whatever if, you want. If I if I pointed a forty five Glock, yeah, a Glock forty five at you, yeah, and you knew it was fake, you wouldn't feel anything right now, right? But if I grab your forty Glock forty five that's loaded, you loaded it, and you put it on the table, and I grab it, mm. and I point it at you, mm-hmm. you're gonna feel something. Yeah, fear because you know it's real. It's real. You know what it is, and you believe. Oh, and, and, and what it is. So, so it is with this book. This was way more powerful than a Glock forty-five. Oh man! Oh. And, and if I if I if I tell you this and you don't believe it, you're just going to be like ho hum. But if I tell you this and you put faith in it, oh man! Oh, you better believe your whole body will tremble. Oh yeah! And this is what God esteems. He doesn't esteem gifts and all this kind of stuff. He esteems a man who is humble, and who trembles at His word, which means they believe it. Mm. Praise God. Man. May, may we pray with Mel Tari. Yeah. Who said, God, make us simple enough to believe your word. Oh, man. Yeah. Man, for me, there was, um, uh, I went through a season where I approached God without faith or fact. It was just based on feeling. Mm. And because of that, it was, it was wispy. There was no foundation. And the moment the facts of God's word came and the moment I chose to believe, it was like the eyes of your heart open up and it's like oh <laughs> really that simple yeah. let me ask you a question you mentioned a while uh, ago the spirit man mm-hmm. in your own definition what would you say the spirit is mm-hmm. like the spirit of man yeah i would say that uh the scripture tells us that in first corinthians 6 it mm. says that he who joins himself to the lord is one spirit yeah. with him. And the scripture also tells us that the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. And the scripture also tells us that his spirit bears witness with my spirit that I'm a child of God. That's how I know that I know that I know that yeah. I'm saved. That's the first activity of my spirit, mm-hmm. man. So in that same realm of knowing that I am born again, that's that same realm in which God searches me in my heart. It's the lamp of the Lord. It's where he, he does his work in my yeah. heart. But also the, this, the new man is that oneness with God. It's the perceiving of his voice. Mm-hmm. The new man is that hearing, that seeing. When Paul prays that the eyes of their heart would be enlightened, I, I believe what he's talking about is that internal being. Mm-hmm. You know, one theologian described this as the immaterial center of our being, mm-hmm. the immaterial center of our being. I would say that's probably the best definition of what the new man is, in, in my opinion, though, yeah. I, you know, I haven't studied it out very much, but the new man to me is the immaterial center of my being in which God has made me perceive him, mm. something that I had not before, but I have now. My inability to perceive God was my fallen state. Right. I couldn't hear him, couldn't sense nothing. But then through the gospel and faith in the gospel, the immaterial center of my being has come alive and I can perceive him now. Mm. I can hear him now. I can worship him now. I can sense him now. Praise God. It's that way. Mm. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. The way that I see the spirit is like, you know, what you just said, the lamp of the Lord. 
I think it's almost like the invisible vessel mm-hmm. that carries him. Yeah. And that you can live and move and have your being. A lot. I, I'm just like, I'm around a lot of people of God as, as, as you are. And um, I just see like so many people don't understand that you can directly access God through your spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they follow they follow after the Lord after mental means yeah. or soulish means. But 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 this is spirit to spirit means. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's all through your recreated, born again spirit. Yeah. Which in which you can see him. It reminds me of John three, where Jesus says, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, no one can see mm-hmm. the kingdom of God. Well, whatsoever is born of flesh is flesh. Whatsoever is born of the spirit, spirit. is spirit. Spirit. Yeah. yeah. Praise God. Yeah. Jesus speaks like nobody else. Yeah. He speaks in a way that causes it. it, it he, what did they say? We never a man spoke like this. Yeah. They say, yeah. It's crazy, man. But it's the truth. Yes. Um, wow. Yeah. Faith. Faith is the doorway to experience. Mm-hmm. Faith is the way. Yeah. Believing in him. Yeah. Come to me. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, in John 7, he says, any man that comes to me and believes out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. <laughs> and this he spoke of, of the spirit. spirit was not yet given for Christ was not yet glorified. Yeah, praise God. And so we need to believe. Mm-hmm. It's really that as simple as that. Believe. Mm-hmm. Oh, what do you tell someone that struggles in believing? What would you tell them? I, I would say that faith is comes to them faith comes to them by this hearing and this hearing comes by the word of god mm. so taking time to first get the facts something to put your faith in will cause you to enter into the experience of it i mean moses as it says in verse 26 here of, of hebrews 11 he endured seeing him who is unseen Mm. So it's a it's a perception of the invisible. It's a, it's it's a sight of 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 something beyond substance. It, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the the conviction or evidence of things that you can't see. It is an internal knowing on the inside of yourself that comes from believing what God has told you, told us, revealed to us about Himself. Mm. It, it is it it is inseparable from God's self-revelation, his self-disclosure in the scripture mm-hmm. and in the gospel. From from that, putting your faith in that, believing that your life life comes and and it's, it's alive. So that's what I would say to a person who is struggling in their faith. Like, I want to grow in my faith. Well, pray in the spirit, you know, and look at the scriptures and let those two wonderful things work. I remember Spurgeon was, was asked, what is more important, reading the Bible or praying? Mm. And he said, you tell me what's more important, breathing in or breathing out. Oh, man. They're both equally important. <laughs> You'll die with one or the, without one or the other. Right. Yeah. 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 I like to view it as eating and drinking. Yeah, it's good. You know, like what the, what the spirit is, water is to the soul. Mm-hmm. And what food is, is the word of God to, yeah. the, to the spirit, you so know. Good. And um, yeah, I mean. That's it, man. Yeah. You know, one of the things I was meditating on not too long ago is faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god and uh, the word word there is the greek word rhema which means an utterance Mm -hmm. or a saying or a speaking and um it's almost to say it's almost to say like it's almost like the spirit of god himself has to unveil the scripture that speaking causes the faith Mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah it makes sense and so like i was telling someone even today while we were eating I think that the scriptures, the written word is the written word is meant for you to receive by the spoken word to see the living word, mm-hmm. you know, absolutely. It's like a Trinity within the Trinity. Yeah. The, 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 the written word is meant so that the spirit can release the spoken word mm-hmm. into you and through the spoken word or the revealed word of God you can see the living word which is christ yes and you're changed yeah revelation 19 13 yeah second corinthians 3 18 man (laughs) tell us about that yeah he who rides on the horse is named the word of god yeah 
And so this is a person yeah. we're talking about. And, and, and to come to know that person is, is through the means by which God shows you who he is. Mm-hmm. And, and the gospel that has been preserved by God from generation to generation is the piecing together of what this man actually looks like. And we see him to be hair like snow and eyes that glow, bronze feet and high yeah. seat, <laughs> mouth yeah. and sword, it's Christ the Lord. You know, and, but we know these things by <laughs> by the scriptures. You know, and, yeah. and there this is this is what's a lot of people's bondage is a dusty Bible. Oh man. They they don't they don't come and eat at, at the table of the Lord. Again, I'm not I'm not trying to say that deliverance is by these black letters on here. I'm saying that through fellowship with God, through the scriptures, by the spirit, that's the key. Yeah. Uh, But you're going to have a real hard time. Like witness Lee said, he said, it's, he said, it's hard to come to God without, he goes, you don't need to come to your Bible to come to God. He says, but it's hard to come to God without coming to your Bible. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Man, so really believing the gospel is deliverance. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Yeah. So explain that a little bit. Yeah, so we pull this from 2 Timothy. When Paul is talking, these words are incredible. He says this, he says, The Lord's bondservant, talking about somebody who teaches the word, Mm -hmm. must not be quarrelsome. He shouldn't be trying to fight with everybody. Right. He says, but be kind. That's, That's important. To everybody, able to teach. This is the word of God. Right. Patient when wronged, and with gentleness correcting those who are in opposition. Correcting them with what? What is he teaching? The word of God. The word. So he's teaching the word, and he's correcting with the word those who are in opposition. If perhaps God may grant them repentance to the leading of the knowledge of the truth, and they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil... Through the knowledge of the truth. <laughs> having been held captive by him to do his will. This is this is demonic oppression. Right. And he's saying this is what will deliver them from demonic oppression. Teaching people with patience and kindness. Mm. Correcting them with patience and kindness with the word of God. Man, something that stood out to me immediately was through the knowledge read that part again that part where it says through the knowledge yeah it says if perhaps god might grant them repentance that's just turning back Mm -hmm. leading to the knowledge Mm. of the truth Mm. and that's the deliverance yeah then you will know the truth right and the truth will make you free yeah right it's the knowledge of god that makes one free yeah, absolutely. The scriptures show us in First Corinthians that the the sexual lust that they were dealing with. Right. He he says that this is directly pinned against knowing the Lord. Oh my gosh, bro. Yeah, and and, and you know, like it's so funny because we we make it about well, we need to fight this demon of lust, when in reality, it's actually knowing the Lord that frees you. Yes. From a lot of these, a lot of these issues. Yeah, I would say so. I, I honestly believe that that is something that is lacking in the body. Right believing. Yeah. Right believing will produce uh, right liberty and right freedom. Right? Yeah, because I agree. There's a knowing of the truth and being set free because you know the truth. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's beautiful. I'm try- I was trying to find that portion where it talks about he pins the knowledge of God against their lusts. Right. I'm not seeing it here, but he can kind of almost loosely say, you know, don't you know that your bodies are the temple of the Holy ghost that lives in you? Um, (laughs) man. Yeah. It's powerful. Yeah. I heard one, I heard one minister say that deliverance, uh, looks like two separate things to, to, to the world and to the church. In a sense, you know, like, you know, of course, we believe in the casting of devils and, and, and all of that in for the world. Mm-hmm. But for the believer, it seems to be like in just taking things in context in the scripture, mm-hmm. it seems to be that the freedoms that uh, someone needs that's, that's a believer 
has everything to do with rightly believing the truth of who God truly is mm-hmm. and our and the knowledge of him and our fellowship with him. Yeah, I would I would say that not only is sin powerless in fellowship with God, but the devil is powerless. Amen. Yeah. In fellowship with God. Most people though don't live in fellowship with God. Right. And nor are, they're more interested in in they're more interested in Netflix than they are the spirit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the the truth of the matter is people are more interested in things of this world than the things of the world to come. And that's why Paul tells us to set our minds on things above and not on the things below uh, because there's a deliverance up there. Yeah. You, you live above the storm up there. Mm. But if you if you stoop down into the world, you open yourself up to be played with. Right. You know, so I think that it's lack of fellowship mainly that really destroys right. destroys people. I yeah. mean, I always tell people this, like first first John chapter five, I think verse four, I th- man, it might be verse 18 <laughs> where it says, and we know him, uh, basically it says that we know that the wicked one touches <laughs> us not. Wow. Uh, it says that's that. beautiful. You know? Yeah. Oh, I, um, I'm getting a little upset with myself. I can't remember where that's at. <laughs> Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. Praise God. We, man, I'm, let me see if I can find that scripture where it says the wicked one <laughs> touches us not. Yeah. First John oh, 518. I found it. Okay. Go ahead. Go. Okay, okay. So, okay. So finally, brethren, we request, request and exhort you in the Lord Jesus that as you receive instruction from us as to how you ought to walk to please God, walk to please God just as you actually do walk, that you excel still more mm. in your walking to please God. Mm-hmm. For you know that th- what commandment we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus, for this is the will of God for you, your sanctification. That is this, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor, not in lustful passion like the Gentiles who do not know oh, God. Oh, man, dude. The knowing of God is connected to how you live in your your body. Yep. So if, if people are living in sin, it it is directly connected with they have feeble knowledge of God and they need to grow in their knowledge of God. Mm. Yeah, that was it. Man, I can't believe I found it. I'm happy about that. Um, the verse that I was looking at is First John five seventeen and eighteen. It says, "All unrighteousness is sin." Yet there is sin that does not lead to death. We know that anyone born of God does not keep on sinning. The one who was born of God protects him, and the wicked one cannot touch him. <laughs> we know that we are of God and that the whole world is under the power of the evil one. So right there, I mean, if you're a believer, the world is under the power of the evil one, not you. Yeah, so true. I think, it's an, I think a lot of times the devil, he's a master illusionist. I don't even know if illusionist is even a word, but he will try to convince you that he that, that you are beneath him. Yeah. When in reality, that is not the gospel. Yeah, so true. And I, maybe there's somebody watching right now and they're like, man, I'm hearing all this stuff about being free from sin, but I keep falling. Right. I right. keep making mistakes. I would personally encourage you, and I know you would do the same. Right. To just keep eating the Lord. Oh, just, man, yes. Just keep eating. Just keep eating. In the time of victory, we do the same thing as we do in the time of failure. We do the same thing in the time of failure as we do in the same time of victory. Right. We come to Jesus. Just come to him in whatever state you find yourself in. Just keep coming to him. Keep coming to him. And little by little, don't be frustrated with yourself. Just keep coming to him and letting him hold you, and he will do he will literally direct you into the love of God. He will direct your life and continually fill mm. you with the Spirit. He will do this work inside of you because we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. If any man right. sin, we have this advocate. And if you walk in this fellowship with him, continually just coming to him, no matter what state you find your heart in, you find yourself numb, or you find yourself lustful, or you find yourself angry, or whatever it is, just keep coming to him and walking in that light. The blood of Jesus will cleanse you Man. from all unrighteousness. It sounds like sanctification, <laughs> which is God's work in you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I think that if you continue to, to pursue God, you know, let's say, like, what well, you know, you are struggling someone is struggling 
you continue to consume Christ, mm-hmm. Christ himself does the work of separating to you, uh, removing uh, the effect of sin and whatever issues that you have. Totally. It's all him that does it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was I was, I was, was uh, reading uh, the other day a scripture where it talks about, uh, I think it's in Ephesians 5, where it talks about husband, love your wives as Christ, love the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he would wash her with the washing of the water of the word so that he may present her without spot or wrinkle. And so many people preach that like you need to get, you know, you need to get yourself without spot or wrinkle and you as if we can do that on our own. But it's Christ that does it. He continually washes us by the water of the word. That's fellowship. That's it. So keep coming no matter how dirty you think you are. Keep coming. Madam Guyon said. the anointing on that. Yeah. Come on. Um, uh, Madam Guyon said, don't be ashamed of the sores and warts that you have on your body. Expose them to his view and he will heal you. Oh, man. That's true. Yeah. Man, coming to God is the continual washing of the yes, word. come on. That's a word, bro. Man, I, it's, it's, that is what grace is. Yeah. Grace is the divine enablement and the ability to do that which you cannot do on your own. Yeah. What, did, what did Peter do when Christ bidded him to come out of the water? Hmm. He said, come out. And so when he went and stepped out of the water, what happens? He looks to Christ yes. and he does the impossible. He walks on the water and he did what he could not do on his own. And, yes. But the recipe was looking and clinging to Christ. When he looks away, Jesus says, "You, ha- what happened? You have little faith. Yeah. And it I shows think, you what faith is. Yeah, it's looking, looking unto Christ. And, and you know what's crazy, man, is like when you look to Jesus, mm-hmm. yes, you may struggle. Yes, there might be things that are, that you've been struggling for years or maybe there have been attachments in your life that are of this world. Mm-hmm. But as you continue to cleave and to cling and to keep seeing Jesus, yeah. you will begin to do that which you cannot do on your own. Absolutely. That is the that's and that's grace to 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 walk above the flesh. You can't walk above the flesh mm. through fleshly means. The more you tell yourself no, the more you're going to. Yeah. But it's through the spirit or through this through the presence of God. True grace appears, appeared to us, mm-hmm. teaching us to deny worldliness and ungodliness. But that grace is a person and that grace is Christ and only Christ. Come on, man. It's it, the the it's, Peter talks about drinking the pure milk of the word as it but he calls us infants, which shows you yeah. infants they poop on themselves oh, yeah, they all do. the time. They need all kinds of help. Yeah. But he's showing you, even in the midst of the pooping on yourself, <laughs> keep eating, keep right. drinking the word, keep drinking the milk, and it will cause you to grow out of that thing, which is mm. which is key. And I found this in my life and still find it in my life in many areas where I, I feel like I just I'm growing so slowly, but I'm growing. Right. Because I'm I'm enjoying his presence more and more. And I would just encourage anybody out there, no matter what you think of yourself how you think you're doing just keep coming to him and eating and drinking of him and he will as as you were saying wash you continually and cause you to grow and do the work himself right yeah man i thought about the last uh, attribute of the fruit of the spirit the effect of the presence within you self-control yes self-control doesn't even come from us <laughs> I mean, we're, we're without the spirit, we're brute beasts. Yeah, it's so true. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. I, I once heard a pastor say, self-control isn't just stopping yourself from doing what's wrong. It's also making yourself do what's right. Right. Yeah. And it's all him. It's yeah. all his presence and it's all his fruit within you. Mm-hmm. And we're all growing. We're all learning to and do growing. That. There isn't anybody. <laughs> let me just save you the suspense. There isn't anybody who is not in need of fellowship with mm-hmm. God for purification. Yeah. There isn't anybody who's not in need of the Lord so that they don't fall. There isn't anybody who is sinless or without the need of the consistent blood of Jesus and the continual filling of the Spirit that comes through this wonderful fellowship that's been open to us in the the New Covenant. C.S. Lewis said the Christian life should start over every day as if nothing before had taken place. Mm, Come on, (laughs) man. It's daily. There is no such thing as we have arrived. Yeah. No, we have arrived when we have our new bodies. Yeah. <laughs> and we're in the heavenly Jerusalem, right? <laughs> but um, but it but but that is the truth. The truth is that we're always ever constantly growing, 
ever constantly beholding, yeah. ever constantly clinging and cleaving to Jesus constantly. Yeah. And even in our in our sliding back in devotion or sliding back in love or or it's in it's in fellowship with him that everything I'll, I'll, I'll say this last story this will really fit mm-hmm. perfect here to be the last thing I say but a father gave his son a watch that was handed down throughout the years and it's a pocket watch and he says to his son when he gives it to him he says this watch is old it's been in our family a long time it's very special to me he says there's one thing about the watch he says, every day, come out and look at the church clock and set the watch every day because it tends to go ahead or lag behind. Oh, man, that preaches right there. So every day, come out and notice if you're ahead of the Lord or if you lag behind the Lord. Yeah. Set yourself to the to, to Christ the clock, mm. every to, to live in sync with him. Mm. And so that's what fellowship is. Sometimes we run ahead of him. Sometimes we're, we lag behind him. But it's in fellowship that we find synchronization again. That's happiness, peace, joy, satisfaction, fulfillment. Everything is right there in that synchronization with Christ. Praise God. Praise God, man. That's, I mean, if, man, if you're not getting this, man, (laughs) if this doesn't make you excited, friends, I mean, this is the gospel. Yes. It is to come to Jesus. It is to experience him daily. It's to fellowship with him. It, we've ne- we never arrive. We're constantly in communion with Christ. The moment we think we've arrived, we've ceased from growing. <laughs> and uh, we, we need to repent daily, you know. So um, if you guys really have enjoyed this stream, please do me a favor. Two things for me. Well, three things. Number one, like this stream. Let's start the, you know, let's do the engagement strong so that as many people as possible can enjoy uh, what the Lord is doing with this stream. Number one. Number two, I have pinned on the description of, 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 the, of the chat, I've pinned uh, Eric's cash app. And so if you've enjoyed this word, I encourage you to sow into this ministry. For some that don't know, um, I had the privilege and the joy of serving Eric for three years. One year was with Daniel Kalenda and you for like a full year. And then, then two years serving Eric faithfully. And I can tell you, man, um, Eric is, uh, he's a gem. He's a rich, uh, resource of knowledge. And, uh, man, I just, I just want to publicly say that I love you, man. I honor you. And man, I just, I'm so grateful for our friendship, you know, too, and, uh, oh, it's just awesome. Every time I, I was telling you the other day, man, every time I see you, it's like, man, I, the last time I saw you was like six months ago, but it felt like yesterday, <laughs> you know, it's just what God does, you know, but, um, if this has blessed you, I encourage you to to just go to the uh, the pinned and see the 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 cash app. Sow into him, amen. Because I'm sowing into him too. So, um, and also uh, tomorrow morning we have fresh oil in the morning where we sit in the presence of God, and, and you're going to be blessed for that, amen. Subscribe if you haven't had a chance to. Also, Eric Gilmore's channel is tagged on the description and on the title of the stream subscribe to his channel i mean his, his channel is doing awesome and a uh, little fun fact um i was kind of considering doing youtube and eric was like dude you should you should do youtube and i was like you think so and i was like man i owe this channel uh because of eric so you far surpassed me <laughs> no man <laughs> Dude, every time I talk to you, I'm just like a little school kid. Just like, just keep going, keep going. I just, I need to receive, man. <laughs> you know, but, um, but man, I'm just excited and for what the Lord is doing. Amen. He's doing a good work. Listen, don't feel condemned. Don't feel guilty. You can come to Jesus daily and he lifts you up from your own soul. He lives you up from your own flesh. So praise God. Amen. Well, guys, we will see you tomorrow. And thank you so much for being a part of this stream. Share it with a friend. And we will catch you in the morning at 6.15 Central Standard Time. That's 7.15 Eastern Time. All right. Blessings to you. Love you guys. And we will see you tomorrow. Blessings in Jesus' name. Amen.